I'm Jody Whites, Results and Success Coach, and these podcasts teach you how to make significant changes to live your dreams, make a positive impact on the world, and drop your regrets. It's time for you to get spectacular. Welcome back to your spectacular life. I am Jody Weiss, your life and business coach, helping you to make your life spectacular. And I am very excited to have Peter Moore with me today. Hi, Pete. Hey, how are you? Pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, my. Oh, I'm thanks for taking the time. Let me uh, let uh, our listeners know a little bit about you before we jump in. Pete understands business. As a lifelong multipreneur, he has owned and operated businesses in the service sector as well as retail since 1994. He's owned franchises started his own businesses, and bought and sold some along the way as well. His passion is helping other business owners and leaders cut through the frustration and chaos of running their own businesses by providing systems and frameworks that simplify their life as a leader. The systems that reduce frustration and increase freedom. All right, Pete, you have, sounds like you've, uh, you've been at it for a while, but up and down on rocky roads, got rid of the ones that worked, didn't work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether anybody's watching as opposed to listening, but yeah, that's why I, I don't have any hair, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all been pulled out. <laughs> right. Welcome to business, right? Yeah. And yeah. entrepreneurial ventures. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about you know, yourself and, and why you got started in business? Well, sure. Um, I have really only ever worked for somebody else on a full-time basis for about six months of my life. Uh, so I determined shortly after university, went to work for my dad's best friend. His name was Peter as well, sort of, and um, his name, namesake basically. Uh, and, you know, um, worked for Peter and, enjoyed working with with uh, his business and the type of business that he had. But during that time that I was working there, I really sort of found that working for somebody else wasn't for me. And I was going to have to make my own way. And I was happy to make my own way. I had had little small businesses, little landscaping, grass cutting, and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Did crafts when I was young and sold them to craft stores with my mom and different things like that. So I kind of grew up that way. Uh, But then I said, you know, after university, I said, well, I'm going to try to work for somebody else. And then I was like early on, I just said, nope, this is not for me. So I started a business and I bought a franchise and because I was young and I mean, I had a business degree, but I, I didn't really, you know, wasn't quite sure. And I didn't really have training. And so yeah. I said, yeah, I'm going to buy a franchise. So I bought a franchise and, um, as most young people, I couldn't afford, you know, uh, the big oh, name franchises. Yeah. I oh, bought okay. a, a lower priced one. And from that perspective, it, you know, it was a bit of a disaster. 
they the franchisor was sold three times in five years. Ooh, and so what I, business actually, was this in? Jim? Yeah, it was it what, was, what uh, was it? bathroom renovations. Really? So we we refinished bathrooms and we refinished bathtubs and we did bathtub liners and wall systems and we sprayed you know dark oak cabinets white and you know all that sort of stuff. Did kitchen refacing and uh, you know a lot of things around the surfaces in your kitchens and bathrooms. And it was called Surface Doctor at the time. Um, but you know after five years of owning that business and having gone through three different franchisors in that time, I defranchised the business and made it my own. So I called it Surface Medic and, you know, ran it for another 10 years after that, sold it in 2009. It's still running and healthy today, 27 years later. So that's, you know, a great business and was a good start for me. And during that time, I also bought another business, which was a struggling franchise at that time. And in, in, at that time, I was living in the Ottawa area. And um, from that perspective, it was a cleaning business and had 30 clients. And when we sold it 10 years after that, or 11 years after that, I guess, it had 300. So we 10 x the client base there and built it and sold it as well. And then I became a realtor and I was helping people buy and sell businesses with Sunbelt business brokers. And from that perspective, really kind of saw a lot of transactions and a lot of, you know, how to set up businesses for sale, how to buy businesses and that sort of stuff, working with some people. And I pitched one that I currently own to somebody at the time in Ottawa, because that's where we were living. But where we live now is five hours away. And he basically said, you know, great business and everything, but there's no way I'm going to get my family to move to some little town in southwestern Ontario. And so I said, well, we will, because we were small town people and we liked small town, although my businesses were always in Ottawa, I commuted, but we're, we're sort of have that small town vibe and we like small town community, right? So we ended up moving back in 2010 here and uh, we bought that business. It's called Shootopia. And then we opened another one. And then we bought another one. And since we've closed one because it was a failure. So, you know, that's one of the lessons learned. We were talking a little bit about lessons. You know, you have to fail quickly. And if it's not going to work, let it go. And so that's, I'll let me tell you, there's been a lot of learnings along my 27 oh my year word. journey, uh, oh, but, yeah. but that's part of it, right? I call them learnings as opposed to mistakes. Um, it's, it's part of what makes you stronger as an entrepreneur and now as an entrepreneurial coach with my simplifying entrepreneurship business, right? Right. Yeah. And um, so it sounds like you have owned businesses and again, had to get rid of some, mm -hmm. sold some, yeah. um, which is great. And now you're doing what it sounds like you really enjoy. How did you Love know it. you wanted to become a business coach? Well, um, I mean, I still own businesses outside mm -hmm. of being a business coach too. Um, I still have Shootopia and we have a liquidation roadshow. And I just had one called Sandy Mist through all of this uh, craziness back to my sort of cleaning days. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I've always enjoyed, I've always enjoyed talking business. I mean, that's why I have a podcast. That's why I have the Simplifying Entrepreneurship podcast. That's why we're having a chat today because I love to talk business. I love to talk to people about business. And I've always done that through my entire career. Always looked for mentors, always looked for coaches, always been coached and been mentored. And so from that perspective, a lot of my friends that I know in business always came to me for help and for advice and different things like that. And I decided a couple of years back that I was going to um, allow myself to the time in order to do that. And I could only do that because I have the systems in place with the businesses that I own 
that allow me to use that time to help other people. It's my belief that business owners are the backbones of their communities. And from that perspective, they're the ones that hire people. They're the ones that uh, support their churches and their and the playgrounds being built and the wings on the hospitals and all the service clubs are usually run by business owners. Uh, they're the ones that are giving back to their communities in every way, shape and form in the most most passionate about that. And my thought around that is that if I can do anything in my power to help that business owner be a little bit better and have a little bit more time and a little bit more money so that they can then help again, their community that in some small way, I'm actually helping their communities be better as well. So that's sort of my mission along the way is to help entrepreneurs do better so they can help their communities do better. Great. I'm hearing a lot of pay it forward um, with your philosophy and your mission, which is so wonderful. Um, You know, it's it's like when you're happy, your your partner's happy, your family's happy, the people you hang out with, your friends, and it keeps expanding as in a large circle. So um, this is great. Tell me... um, If you were just to offer some words of wisdom to business owners out there, what would that be? And I know you have a number of systems, but what would that be? Well, one of the sort of taglines or whatever you want to call it, uh, phrases that I use a lot is that clarity creates confidence and confidence ignites momentum. And when you have that, uh, you know, I, I, have an, one called the wheel of momentum. Uh, and then I have the 4P model that I think we're talking a little bit about today. But from that perspective, the biggest thing, the biggest words of advice that I could give is to clarify your thoughts as an entrepreneur. There's nothing more important than actually sitting down and spending time working on your business instead of in it with absolute clarity. We become business owners to have a better life. And when you get mired down in the frustration and all of the activity and management of the day-to-day business, and you're working 70 hours a week instead of, you know, not, you know, spending, spending some of the time that you want to, there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there who are just go, 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 and never have time for themselves, never have time for their families, never have time to give back to their communities, all this sort of thing. You know, my philosophy around this is that if I can give my clients back their time, there's nothing more precious. Mm, That's great. I love that. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of, uh, you know, recommending, you know, kind of be the leader and look at you know, the innovations and where the business is going and what you need to do versus working on the, uh, you know, behind the counter, uh, bringing up the register, although it's great to get to know your clients, but really think about leading and inspiring instead of being in it on a day-to-day basis and burning yourself out. It depends on on how big your business is. I mean, once you're at a certain point, Um, the more you can spend more time, you can spend on leadership and less time in management, the better. Uh, but at the same time, I fully, I mean, I started as a solopreneur. It's like me. (laughs) So I I get that. I understand it. Even with a one, two or three person business, I understand there's certain management responsibilities, but you still need to allocate 
time to work on your business because that's the time that's going to allow you the opportunity to think about your future, to be future focused in those things, to understand how you need to set up those four P's. And, you know, should we yeah, start off yeah, for talking about I'm, that a little bit? Uh, you have piqued my interest. Yeah. So with, with the 4P model, it's really about turning those frustrations into freedoms and, and really understanding, again, clarifying what your worries are, what your wants are, and what you want to win for your business. So transforming those worries and wants into wins and those frustrations into freedoms. And it starts with, number one, having the right product. You know, people spend so much time, especially when they're starting up, trying to perfect their product without actually testing it. And, you know, you could lose a year, two years, and how much money without actually having a check yet. You know, it's one of these things that is an amazing thing. And those people that have been in business a long time, a lot of the things they are leaving legacy products last there too long. Just because it's a legacy product and it's always been the way you've done it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the way forth. So whether it's a product or service, I mean, service doesn't start with a P, that's why I'm using the, the product side of things, but it's the, same, it's the same sort of idea, your product or your service or your program, you know, those, those sort of things. You need to make sure that it's worthy of somebody buying it and you're getting, giving them the value and the promise that you've aligned through your mission, that you're actually going to give them what they're paying for in spades. You should be over delivering on that. Great. Yeah. I mean, we can go a lot more into that. But, no, um, I, I, I totally, I mean, I, I have uh, worked with a number of people who, you know, are just fidgeting with the product here mm. and making tweaks there and, yeah. and they just need to get it out there. They to need to, out. right. They've got to start, uh, get that word of mouth out or, and have a, a very, uh, a, you know, a feedback loop with that. Sure. With, what did you like? What didn't you like? You know, I'm giving and, and really just keep getting it out there. So it's I that old 80, 20 rule, right, Jody? It's yeah. just like, don't wait for perfection. Just get it out there and fix some stuff afterwards. You know, you're going to have exactly. to, and that's okay. Exactly. Allow yourself the fact that, you know, you're going to have to fix a few things. Absolutely. That's okay. It, yeah. It's like, you know, testing, that, sometimes we just testing need to be... phase is <laughs> the testing vein. It doesn't mean you're going to, yeah. you know, you know, wait until it's perfect quote unquote perfect. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Now um, let's go to the second one. Sure. The second one is process. And you know, when you have your product in place, the next thing you got to look at is really honing down the processes around it. Now the processes around your product, how you're delivering the product, all of the operations within your business, how you're doing your marketing, all of those different things. I mean, there are so many processes along the way in business. And most of the time they aren't complete and they aren't proper. They're, they need work in so many, just think of how do you hire, for example, how many processes are involved in hiring your next team member? Are they the right processes? Are they delivering what you want for your mission, for your business, for all of those things? It has to wrap around 
everything that you do so that it's always thinking of the customer in mind and delivering that product that you're promising and making sure that all of those are in alignment. And most often they aren't. There's areas, there's usually fairly big gaps around improper processes. Right. Uh, that's and, great. So that you're, you're looking at just getting everything that's needed to get, get it out. Uh, yeah. with the, with the I mean, if you're manufacturing, and, manufacturing yeah. processes, you know, yeah. if you're, if you're yeah. shipping and you know, those things, if you're delivering right. a service like over zoom or whatever, like we are having a chat today, what's the processes. And, you know, as far as, you know, getting on board and, and getting people in, in the meetings and getting people out of the meetings and delivering the stuff afterwards that you're supposed right. to deliver to make sure like all of those different things, there's always room there for improvement. Sure. And that's something we should be striving for every day. We should always be looking and thinking, listen, if you're doing something more than three times, it deserves a process of some way and it probably can be bettered. Yeah. And the nice thing is, is um, I'm hearing that everybody can look at their own role and make those improvements. And second of all, once you've got that process nailed down, at least nailed down for three months or six yeah. months, it's easy. It flows. It, it, it's so efficient, which means the business is efficient. So sure. great one. I know we're hoping. And all right. What about the number three on the four P's? Number three is people. Usually the biggest one. And from that, I break down people into three different avenues. One is having the ideal customer. Who is your ideal customer? And are you servicing them the way you should be? right? And really, truly understanding who that is. And sometimes that means firing less than ideal customers. Like Even that. if they're the biggest ones you have. Uh, going back to that efficiency, um, it's only going to drag you down. I mean, how much uh, customer support are you spending on these very big customers who really, in the long run, may not be serving the company, maybe draining it of its yeah, resources. For sure. The right next on. one is yeah. the next one is team. So the people on your team, right? Are they the right people? And that's a big one these days. It's so hard to find staff during the pandemic and all this. And we're, everybody's talking, you know, the mass resignation and the great resignation and all this stuff and making sure and ensuring that you have the right team players on your team and that they understand the mission, that they're behind the culture, and that they really under, you know, get the whole package of what it is that you want to deliver. And then the last one is aligning the people around your suppliers. So anybody that that's part of making your promise true to your client. So whether if in retail we own shoe stores, so that would be my wholesale suppliers, you know, on the on the um coaching side of things, it may be partners, say for my marketing side of things, or maybe it's, it's for delivering um, seminars, the partners, and maybe even the space that I pick if I'm doing a live, uh, you know, at the people around there, are they the right people that are actually in alignment with what I'm trying to deliver? And is it in complete alignment of the package and the mission again? And then the fourth one, yeah. oh, go ahead. I'm just going to say, um, so with the people, it's really the people outside of the business that are supporting you to make sure everything is working and flowing well. 
Well, inside and outside, right? You have your, your, the three different, the three different sides. You have your clients, you have your team and you have what I call the suppliers, you know, all the suppliers that are parts of, of, right. The suppliers that are supplying the business with what they need to run efficiently. All right. Hit me up with number four. Number four is profit. And you can't have a profit if you don't have the right product and you don't have the right processes and you don't have the right people because without that, there is no profit. There's no cash flow. There's no cash flow. If you don't have the right product, people won't buy it. So it kind of starts in this way. And once you get up to the profit side, and we've talked a little bit about, you know, making better processes, having better people and having the best product. And when you're really maximizing those three things, you can start to maximize your profit. And when you maximize your profit, that's when you start getting your time back because you can, you know, there's only 24 hours in a day and you can't buy more and you can't use less. So we talk about productivity, which isn't one of the three, uh, four P's, but, but it's another P and it's very important. It's part of that process side. But when, when you're doing that sort of thing, and when you're enabling other people to rise and start to take over some of your jobs as the leader, and you're filling that accountability chart so that, you know, you're starting to elevate up into that leadership position and not the management position, then you're essentially you're buying other people's time to do your job. So it's freeing you up in order to do the things that either you're best at or that you want to do. And that's when it becomes real. I call it, I have an exercise that I do with my clients called love it or leave it. But really it's around (laughs) that idea of really being in your genius zone as, as the leader so that you are truly giving everything in your most unique power to your business and everybody else is too, because it even becomes more powerful when you can let your team do that as well. Great. Yay. I love that. And, and that's an exciting part of the business when you do have profit and it certainly motivates uh, solopreneurs and, and larger businesses as well when that comes in. Very exciting. So um, tell me a little bit about, um, you know, in all these steps, um, momentum and at every one of these P's, you need a certain amount of momentum to keep going. You need a certain amount of momentum to get the processes in order. You need a certain amount of momentum um, to keep the profit going and having all these systems. What would you, in a you know, brief way, how would you motivate companies, people to keep the momentum going? Well, I think, that's our job as leaders. I mean, we need to drive momentum as leaders. And like I said, I do have another little model and I can quickly go through that, but it's called the wheel of momentum and it starts with clarity. So in order to motivate your people, you need to have been absolute clarity. You need to communicate with clarity every day. They need to know the mission. They need to know how we're going to get there. You know, all of that other stuff. And that's up to the leader to do, right? You've got to be driving that communication around the clarity 
of what you want to do in order to achieve that momentum. Because when you do that, they're going to build their confidence. And when they build their confidence, it goes to competence. And when you start having competence, then you can start looking for other things to cooperate with. And, and you know, when you can cooperate with other, bring in outside partners, bring in other businesses that are going to allow different growth and start looking for other opportunity, you're building capacity. And once you've built capacity with all of that, then you can start becoming creative again and start looking for those new ways, those new levels of growth. And then it starts again. It's back to that beginning wheel of clarity. So now we've got this new idea and now we need to drive clarity around the new idea, then build the confidence, build the competence, build the cooperation, the capacity and and get creative again. And this wheel just keeps turning and turning and turning and creates this momentum that we're looking for. And that's when you're working on your business. You can't do that when you're working in the business. This is the time you need to take out because you need to be thinking about working on your business as the leader of the business. And if you, if that's just not you, then you need to have somebody else who's able to be the visionary for you so that you can then drive the business and, you know, work with them as the visionary so that they can gear you up and help you with some of that stuff. That's great. I really like that. I really like how one flows into another, um, and I love the C words too. Yeah, there you <laughs> the go. Season peas today. <laughs> yeah, season peas. I yeah. love that. No, very important to really, again, that is just another system that mm. the company can expect. All right, where are we at? You know, and they really start expecting it. It's it's a very creative yet um a uh, system that is easy to follow and um, it really gives back to the business and the people. They understand, all right, we're in the cooperation stage and I'm going to reach out to suppliers and going to, you know, reach out to whoever else is involved yeah. in making this new idea successful. It's not like uh, creating the wheel. All right. Who do you like to work with, Pete? For me, um, I work generally with small to medium sized business owners, you know, entrepreneurs that uh, I don't do a lot of work with managers. I really uh, typically only work with the business owners themselves. Uh, I've done a little bit of management work just to help the business owner essentially. But from that perspective, typically working with the business owners and helping them create the lives that they want to live through their businesses, because that's why we become entrepreneurs to have the businesses give us the lives that we want to live. So it often starts with actually what kind of life do you want to live? <laughs> and, you know, what's the gap here between where you're at now and where you want to be? And then let's set up the four P's in the middle of it in order to create that for you. And it doesn't happen overnight. It's not, it's not a snap decision. It's something that takes time, but if you don't get started, it never happens. And you're just mired down in these 60, 70, 80 hour work weeks and being frustrated all the time, instead of feeling the freedom that you deserve. Right. Right. How do you get people to open up? Because I know that uh, one of the challenges I have is everyone is so work driven, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, frankly, control driven. If they're not in there doing everything and mm -hmm. micromanaging, things are going to drop through the gap. How do yeah. you allow them to start letting go of, of that control? Well, I think it's a gift um, that you give them the power of releasing. 
And that's a big topic around um, business coaching really is the ability to allow them to release. And when they do that, to understand that, and this is something I talked about on, on my, on my podcast as well uh, over, over time. It's, it's, I used to be like that too, where you thought you, you I thought you either were going to look stupid to your team, going to look stupid to your clients, going to look stupid to somebody out there. If you didn't know the answer, well, I can tell you, I don't know the answers to everything that go on in all of my businesses, nor do I want to anymore. I'm okay with that because I have great people that know the answers. And quite honestly, most of the time, they have a better answer than I would have because that's their accountability. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of what we talk about for those people that can't let go is accountability. That's the big A word. And from that perspective, it's really setting up an accountability chart, setting up those processes that allow them to oversee things, dashboard, you know, that kind of idea. It's like, okay, well, what do you need to know here? And what can you let go? What do you need to know? And what can you let go? And from that perspective, (laughs) that's the kind of stuff that we start off with, with those, those kind of entrepreneurs that are micromanagers, because they're never going to grow. It's impossible to grow. If you're a micromanager, you get to a certain level and you can't break through. Right, right. And, you know, it's just overwhelming to need to know everything. And the fact that you're allowing somebody who is running that part of the business, such as, you know, finances, etc. They're going to know a lot more than you are. I mean, you're looking at uh, getting at a higher level and also um, entrusting them to come up to you and say, we've got we've, you know, got this challenge coming down the road. Let's do some brainstorming now and see what we want to do about that. So yeah, that's, and that's that's all know. part of the rhythm of meetings and communication and all the other stuff. And we go through that as well in our in our sort of simplifying entrepreneurship coaching program. It's like, okay, so when are you meeting? How are you meeting? What are the meetings about? And are you delivering value? Are they delivering value? Are you getting your accountabilities? You know, all those different things, setting up the right rhythm of meetings is important. You know, we don't want to just meet to meet. We want to meet to have an important conversations. And sometimes those meetings are literally five minutes long. They're not Mm -hmm. five hours long, Mm -hmm. right? They're five minutes long. Give me my five minute. Give me your three priorities for the day. Give me your five priorities for the week. And then at the end of the week, it's kind of like following up on around some stuff and accountabilities and answering the questions. And I look at my job as a leader is to be there when they have questions that are outside of their accountability so that I can be a guide. You know, I'm not, I, I typically don't like the word boss. I find bosses <laughs> almost like a whipping sort of terminology. So I don't use the word boss very much. I like to be their guide from that perspective and guiding them through those sort of things and helping them along the way, because ultimately they all know what our mission is. They know what our key characteristics are. They know what the critical actions they need to do every day. They know what our promises to our clients. So from all of that perspective, most of the time, they don't even have to ask me. They just know what to do because that's been talked about so much and communicated so much through our guiding principles. And that's a big, another thing that I start off a lot of my clients with is really honing down on those guiding principles and making sure that everybody understands them, knows them off by heart. And it's not just in some book collecting dust in the trunk of their vehicle. 
Right. Great. Yeah. So they, they get it not only, you know, from everyone and you're talking about it daily until they really get it, but. Um, no, no, not, not just until they get it forever. They live it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. every day until yeah. it's, it's just part of their cellular That's makeup. The being. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Peter, all this is so good. And, and awesome. I just love it because I'm, I'm hearing that you're helping a lot of people out there uh, with with running their business and yeah. having freedom That's in their right. lives and getting to run their business. I don't think there's anything better than they're working on their passion. How can people get a hold of you? Well, the best way is to just Google simplifying entrepreneurship. And that's, uh, you go there, you'll get my website, simplifying to entrepreneurship.com or my podcast or any of that sort of stuff. Um, you can also contact me. I'm um, always on LinkedIn. So from that perspective, Pete Moore, M-O-H-R is the correct spelling of my name, or you can email me at Pete at Moore.coach, M-O-H-R dot C-O-A-C-H. It's the shorter one than the whole simplifying entrepreneurship one. So that's, uh, that's probably an easy way to email me too. I've got, a, I've got a great little assessment on my website too, if anybody's interested in taking that assessment. Um, it just kind of, uh, it's right there in the front page in the top right-hand corner. And that will give you some guidance on how you're doing within the business. You self-rate yourself through a bunch of different things, management and execution, operations, marketing, mission, all of that sort of stuff. And it gives you a, just a framework around how you're feeling about your business, what areas you're really doing well and feeling confident about, and what areas you think you need a little bit of improvement on. And it gives you maybe a little plan to step up for the next year so that you can start to think about the areas that you might want to work on. And you might feel really good about the stuff that you're doing well, or you think you're doing well on for sure. Great. And an opportune time as we slide into the holidays yeah. and Think about what what what's going to happen next year. What will make next mm -hmm. year even better? That's, That's it. Great. Yeah. Well, Pete, I really want to give send out a big thanks to you for taking the time for imparting this great information uh, for our listeners, and uh, also offering uh, uh, this assessment and offering more tips and gems on your podcast as well. Yeah. So it's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed our conversation today and look forward to maybe chatting with you again. And any of your listeners, if they have any questions on anything that we've talked about today, always happy to have a chat. Great. Thanks, Pete. Okay. Make it a great day. I'm so grateful that you've listened to the end of this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review it and share it with your friends. I love teaching insights so that you can have a more impactful and meaningful life. It's my mission to build a thriving community of happy, fulfilled people. Want more? Visit my website at yourspectacularlife.com.